Welcome to Yes Mother, podcast where we cover the A&E series Bates Motel. Today we are going to be talking about uh, just kind of general things that we're looking forward to in season four, kind of doing a little reflection on season three, and then talking about the deleted scenes from the season three DVD set. I'm tense and nervous and I'm Harold. I can't relax. I can't sleep cause my bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire. Psycho killer. have them for the deleted scenes talk oh that's right because we've already recorded we've already recorded the rest the rest <laughs> <laughs> so you'll hear us read feedback from harold and then he'll magically appear <laughs> <laughs> yep. but is it really me or is it head harold <laughs> 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 What's the difference? I'm wearing a blue dress. <laughs> if it's Harold in the blue dress, that's head Harold. So <laughs> we'll let everyone draw their own conclusions on which Harold we get. Yeah. And I guess for those who don't listen to the Buffy stuff, this is Everyone should recognize Harold from the feedback he sends in. Yeah, room number one. Yep, Harold in room number one. So he gets to stay in the Marion Crane room. That's right. Come on, come on by any time, please, <laughs> <laughs> please. Check on me every night, please. <laughs> if you hear my shower running for more than ten minutes. Don't worry, Harold. We got peepholes. We're checking. <laughs> yeah, like you think we're not checking? <laughs> now we need to know if you're head Norman or <laughs> yeah. head Harold or regular Harold. We're extra worried. <laughs> we think we need to check the other showers. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll start with feedback. We did get a feedback from Harold on what he thinks of Normero. Harold says, I like Normero, but it is kind of hard to ship them with any passion since we all know that their getting together will only hasten their doom. (laughs) (laughs) It totally doesn't. I don't worry about that at all because it makes it even more dark and it adds an element to it that makes me ship them (laughs) (laughs) he says last season we saw that Norma considered putting Norman into an institution but she was never really serious about it I suppose I would like to see our other cast members also come close to making a hard choice about Norman but instead choose to defend or protect him instead that way they all can have metaphorical blood on their hands when Norman kills again 
that's interesting. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, that's way dark, Harold. <laughs> uh, now that Romero knows that Norman killed his father, I think it is time for him to start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and start building a case against Norman. Hmm. I don't see that happening. Putting a case against Norman? No. Yeah. No, he's in. He's in now. I mean, killing, to me, killing Bob Paris put him all in. Right, right. He works for Norma now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I look at, I look at this question and what um, Romero's going to do about this info as, I think... The way I know Romero is he would look at, you know, where Norman really did defend his mom, you know. Right. I think he gets that, that she was being abused and Norman did go into a blackout and kill him. But I think yep. he could justify that just fine. I think so. I think so. I think the person that would get in more trouble is Norma for moving the body to the garage and making it look like an accident. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing you know? is thinking about insurance asking for their money back. You mm-hmm. know, that was insurance fraud. Right. I don't know if that's the biggest thing, but yeah, she did tamper. But she'd be in big trouble, personally, yeah. Yeah. about this whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and I think, I think Romero, because he knows the whole story, right? Yeah. So, I think he believes him. I remember thinking, I don't know. When he confronted her, the don't lie to me, stop lying to me. Right, right, right. She says. Oh, that's right. She puts herself in Norman's place, but tells the truth, but puts herself in it you know even the blender and everything she brings up right and he again he says stop lying to me and she's like don't make me say it you know what happened and so I think I think he's smart enough to put together that what she said is what actually happened but she was trying to take the blame because it was easier for her to think for because of her extreme mother protection it was easier for her to just put herself in Norman's place and I think he got that yeah I think so okay um Harold says I could also see how Dylan might come to suspect Norman of Bradley's murder since Dylan had a connection to her he might have a hard time not exposing Norman or trying to think take things into his own hands yeah, that'll be interesting. Dylan, because I still, my number one idea for the opening episode is that Bradley's car is going to be pulled up out of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's how we're opening the season. And that's going to be a weird mystery because everyone thinks she's dead, but Bradley's mom's house got robbed 
and they're going to find, I don't think Norman took the jewelry or the money. I think it's all with Bradley in the car. Right. They're going to find all that. And it's going to be a weird mystery, but Dylan's going to click it in his mind <laughs> and talk to Norma about it. And it's going to feel like blood on his hands and her hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to look to the baits immediately. For <laughs> um, and then he says, probably the cast member who would speak out and try to get Norman locked up, either in an institution or prison, is Emma, which is why I think she will be this will be the season where she joins Juno in the Taxidermy Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Very well could be. Um, I could see Emma being like the one, like the voice of reason. She always was when it came to like the sex trafficking girls and the journal and stuff. She always wanted to go to the police. Right. Like she just wants to do what's right type. And she's going to Holt be on Dylan's side. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, how frail and sick are we going to find Emma? I or how figure, strong. Or how strong. I've, that's true. I just look at it as we're going to, I don't know, for some reason in my head, it's going to open up with her right after the operation. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to go through the operation with her. I think she'll be in recovery. And so, you know, that could be just a couple episodes and she's, yeah, she could be a lot stronger than she's ever been. She could be right. without her. Without her oxygen. Oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. She'll be on Dylan's side. And if we, as I was just suspecting, and it sounds like Harold suspects too, that Dylan's going to be like getting to the bottom of this murder and how how Norman did it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the season ended last year that they knew he was running off with Bradley and Norma's like, he's totally crazy. She's dead. And he's like, well... <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> he's actually not dead. So it's there's a slight possibility <laughs> memories. But it's also true that he sees shit that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, I definitely need to rewatch three before four starts. But but that's right. So Norma and Dylan know that he was with Bradley. Well, they're or they're iffy about it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, it's possible because she actually didn't die, but it's also he does yeah. see things. Right, right, right. But when they pull up that body out of the lake, right? They don't know he was, and they're gonna know he did it. I mean, Norma's going to be. She's gonna do her thing probably, unless she's changed. Well, you know that could have been anyone that killed her. There's a lot of people that would want to kill Bradley. <laughs> let's, not, let's not jump to conclusions. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she started the whole thing. Okay, well, thanks, Harold. Yeah, thanks, Harold. It's been confirmed that 
Brian Hurst signed on for this season, right? Yeah, I read that a long time ago. Okay, like, that's what I thought. Last summer. That's what I thought. And after rewatching that, I'm like, man, they really, that's a interesting storyline that could continue. <laughs> yes. I hope it does. Yeah, and I wish I could have listened to all our podcasts, but I only listened to the first one. Because I don't remember, because now I'm like, I had new thoughts. I think I have new thoughts about the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they're new or not. Yeah, I listened, I watched the first four and listened to the podcast for each. That's probably why it's taken me so long to get through it. Oh. Doing the podcast too. I guess I could watch a few and then just binge on the podcast. But yeah, I was pretty convinced that Chick and Caleb knew each other. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that made the dog thing make sense. <laughs> How Caleb knew that Chick didn't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that I'd never noticed before that Chick sees a dead dog on the ground I think it's our first time we ever see Chick before he goes up you know he's like whistling for the dog you know that scene Mm -hmm. he looks down and there's a dead dog and then he just kind of like I got my plan (laughs) oh interesting how did we never never saw that so I I'm guessing he didn't, you know, I remember like at the very end, I was like, okay, I figured it out. He was messing with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it was such a big thing for me. And then all of a sudden I was fine with it. Um, yeah, I'm guessing he just put it together that second that they had killed a dog. And he's like, I'm going to see what these people are about. So I'm going to pretend it's my dog and see what they say. <laughs> Or it could have been his dog and he didn't care about. Or a stray that he's very familiar with. Right. Right. Anyway, just that little momentary glance of him seeing a dead dog and just kind of getting this look on his face like, yep. (laughs) Still doesn't really explain how Caleb knew that Tick didn't have a dog. Uh, I think that Caleb just had a lapse of smarts. <laughs> <laughs> a momentary lapse of <laughs> smarts. <clears throat> and he was just like, he is messing with us. He just instant suspicion. So. Yeah. All right. I'm. I'm satisfied with that. All right. Oh, yeah, with that uh, explanation. What else did we theorize? Well, since we... I'm only four in. I was only one in, and we... I had a lot of theories about Annika. <laughs> like... <laughs> the most dangerous game idea. <laughs> oh, I haven't even gotten to that yet. 
Annika being um, <laughs> like an undercover, <laughs> wanting to be wanting to get to know Dylan. She wanted to be in on the drug trade, and so she like was. She was like catfishing Norma and Norman. She staged the light bulbs going out in her mouth. You're like, 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 did she bring her own? (laughs) (laughs) So she brought her own dead light bulbs. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's so fun about. Like, I love doing the Buffy and Angel, where you know and I don't, but just <laughs> listening to us, like, neither of us know. Neither of us know. <laughs> and we're, like, bouncing ideas off each other is so fun. I love it. It'll be how dollhouse is, I guess. <laughs> I think we're going to have a blast doing dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to like it. <laughs> I think that's what's going to be so fun. <laughs> We're totally going to hate watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That's my guess. Yep. Did you watch The Walking Dead? No, see, this, I had to, um, and I've been really nervous I'm going to get spoiled because I hear it was pretty good or something. It was epic. Yeah, epic. That's a good word for it. You need to watch it. I had to sacrifice... Downton Abbey, and I've had to sacrifice The Walking Dead because of just wanting to plow through Bates Motel, which was a blast. I have been, I feel like I've just been immersed in this world, and it's been a while, and it was so fun. I wish it was starting like next week. I know. Because I'm all in Bates' state of mind. Well. Yeah, I didn't sacrifice Downton Abbey. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I'm going to watch him tomorrow. (laughs) Watch him tomorrow. You know, I may be wrong. They may not discover Bradley for a long time. He's at the bottom of the lake. Or maybe... The Bates are the ones that... I don't know. Because Dylan and Norma are looking for Norman. Was Norman known to have... You know, Bradley did kill Gil. (laughs) I mean, I guess they never figured that out. Didn't Dylan find out... Yeah, Dylan did. I'm talking about the law. Oh. Yeah? I don't know. It could go so many ways. It's really interesting to think about. But that's the one thing I, I could think of that would get in the way of Normaro happening. Is... If Norman is suspected in yet again another murder. (laughs) (laughs) And I just don't know if if Romero would be willing to to hide another one, you know? Yeah. 
that's pushing your luck a little bit. Well, even if Dylan, you know, say they have a powwow as a family and Romero. <laughs> they have a, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> talk <laughs> or just uh this is what happened talk <laughs> first and they say like she shot Gil she's the one that started this whole thing right still Norman killed her in cold blood but you know Romero has killed too he killed Abernathy he killed Paris didn't he kill Zane and his sister no, they killed each other. Wait. He okay. Zane killed his sister, and then Romero, and then he turned the gun on Dylan, and Romero shot him before he could kill Dylan. Oh yeah, Romero walks out with that shotgun. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that one doesn't count, but no, but the Marcus one counts. Oh yeah, that, he, that was he, that was cold-blooded murder. Right, because all he did was was saying that he's going to take a sheriff's position, and he just killed him. Yeah, so he killed Abernathy, Marcus, and Bob Paris. Yeah, but Abernathy was a just a scumbag. Yeah, but cops can't just kill people. Oh well, of course they can. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> it's still even. By cop standards, it's right. still different than killing Marcus. I think Marcus is... And, right. you know, Paris was a bad person. Right, right. But but it's still murder. Yeah. Bad person or not, it's still murder. And so... No, you're right. It is. He really can't... I don't know. He's more of the Dexter, where Norman's more of the... <laughs> The ice truck killers. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely analogy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. What I'm... My thing about the differences is Norman is... Norman's... Is the word volatile? It's... Norman is scary because <laughs> he's, he's he's turning into his mom and killing people as right, his mother. Right, right, right. He doesn't know he's doing it. I mean, it's it's different. And so that's when I look at Norm, you know, at at Romero finding out that this happened. It's different because it's pretty it's uh it's disturbing well yeah. and it's unpredictable and it's, it's, it's un unpredictable yeah you know Alex Romero is an adult and a cop and <laughs> he had his reasons for killing Norman is serial killer killing right he killed Bradley because she was taking him away from his mother, and so his mother's psyche right, killed right, her. Right. Yeah, he's not going to know all that, but 
Norman's disturbed, and if he finds out Brad, you know, he did it, although Norman... Okay. Norman repressed the memories of Blair Watson. I don't know. The Blair Watson murder was weird. I know. Because his mom told him to kill her, but it didn't seem to be Norma doing it. Who else has he killed? Um Okay, he tried to kill Caleb, but he was he was mom then. Right. He Cody's dad was really an accident. He didn't that yeah that one. out. That one doesn't count, that murder. <laughs> that one doesn't count. Am I missing something? I don't think we're I think I'm thinking of Annika, but he didn't kill her. Right. It was pretty much Blair Watson, because that one, that murder investigation, well, I guess the murder happened at the very end. So, like, murder, murder, I think it's just Blair Watson and and Bradley. I feel like we're missing someone. But I think you're right, I might be thinking of Annika. Yeah, I think it's just Blair Watson and Bradley. Okay, so... Well, his dad. Oh, yeah, his dad. I'm just trying to think of a scenario where they can, in good conscience, <laughs> not. Although, it seems from the promos that she really does try and get him into a home. Mm-hmm. And maybe succeeds. But maybe he runs away? I don't know. There's... I don't know. Could this be it? Could this be um, how Romero deals with it? Is it kind of, okay, we'll cover this up, but he needs help? I think so. And I think it'll be more than just Romero that insists on this. Dylan? Yeah, I think Dylan and maybe even Norma herself. Yeah. You know, like well, she's she's pretty much there by the end of third season. Yeah. And I feel like we're really gonna lament. I'm lamenting already the loss of their relationship. I am too. I am. It'll it'll be sad because they're really funny together when when they're just being weird, Norma and Norman. Yeah, and, you know, we only really get it at the, like, well, besides the, I think I want to have sex with you, mother. (laughs) (laughs) Aftermath, where she cuddles him. (laughs) Get it out of your mind. It's stupid. It's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And they, like, fall into the bed. Hug me, damn it. All of that. Um, besides that, we really only get the spooning and stuff in the first episode because their relationship is suffering this entire season. It is. Which is too bad. And I think it'll never, ever get to that again, I feel like. It'll never get back to them scrubbing the kitchen floor together and having breakfast <laughs> together and Dylan walking in. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Bates. <laughs> Yeah. 
Don't you two ever get sick of each other? Those times were great. I know. Yeah, no, it's going to get a lot more disturbing, a lot more. But I think it'll still be great because, I mean, how much guilt is is Norma going to feel for, you know, creating this boy, you know, both physically and psychologically, you know? And knowing for quite a while now that he's capable of murder. I mean, right. I think it was so interesting, that last scene with Caleb, when he, you know, <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to fill the pit up with that shovel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she just starts yelling and Caleb pulls up and they're both like, I won't ask, I won't ask either. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then... He's like, there's something I need to tell you about your son, Norman. And she's like, he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Just like, she just spews it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time in the last, in those few episodes that she does this. Um, And he's like, I know you don't like seeing the truth. Like He knows her so well. And it was so cool to hear him say that. Mm hmm. Um, because he's totally, he's just like, calls her. He totally calls it. Yeah. And he's been through this before, that that's her defense mechanism. Is She she just totally never wants to see the truth. And that's what she's done. That's what she did big time with Blair Watson. She found out that he somehow, she knew he killed her. And she finds out that he pass the polygraph through some miracle (laughs) and I think at that moment she just totally her mind went erase (laughs) (laughs) okay he didn't kill her done (laughs) (laughs) that is my yes she shushed that is my reality yep yep absolutely she did and I think if this Bradley thing comes to light, then she may really just look at it, the truth, and say, "And oh, and Bob Paris called her, too. He's like, you might be worse than I am. Oh, like, that's right. You, you know he's, he's killed, and you harbor him. That could get her thinking. Yeah, that's true. Because that was all right towards the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going to see... Yeah, I think Norman's just going to unravel this season. I think we're going to see a lot more head Norma. Definitely a lot more head Norma. Are we going to have a sexy head Norma? Or mothering head Norma? Both? I think both. Yeah, we saw both last season. Yep. And I, yeah, I think we speculated that 
Oh, this is one of our speculations that he is going to start thinking that she had Norma's a reality and she's going to treat him like he feels mother should and this the real Norma is going to be this interloper now and maybe right. that's why he kills her. Yeah, you came up with that. Yeah. Last season and that's very interesting to think about that like they switch like he thinks head Norma's the real normal and the real Norma's the head Norma. Uh-huh. And, you know, it'll it'll be a departure from the movie, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know why Romero needs to die, too, but it's going to happen. So, right on. Yeah, and if, if Normero doesn't happen this season, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. No, it'll happen. It might not be what we want it to be, though. I mean, I don't know. What if it happens and it's lovely and then the next episode they break up? I'd be pissed. But I don't think that'll happen because I think you're right. I, I really do think he's the boyfriend. Oh, it's going to be volatile. I mean, it yeah. will be the whole time, but... Volatile is good. It's, it's, it's passionate. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Ooh, I'm excited. I am too. New episodes. Yay. I know. Yeah. Caleb, I'm sure, will be around because he never did go away. And Chick's coming, so... Yay. So there's all that, where last time we saw Chick, he was left for dead. And Caleb had stolen all that money. Oh, I was so mad. They were owed 25000 Oh, you know what? I think I was disappointed in Chick, because I think I decided that he did set them up, and I was so surprised that he would have set Dylan up. But watching it again... I don't think he was expecting those guys to kill him. No? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't think it was a setup. I really don't. Not my chicky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for a time, I think the whole time we kind of thought he did set him up, but I don't think he did. Because it was basically... The only reason those guys were going to kill him is because they suspected he was, um, like a double agent. Mm-hmm. That, what is the word? He's, um, he's a informant. And, yeah, an informant. That's right. But I don't think that Chick had any reason to believe that this drug run would be different. Right. And that they'd call him out and try and kill him. I really don't, and I think we did think that. Well, but this time, I just got the vibe that I don't think he was expecting that. I think it was something that could have happened any time, and I don't think he knew that they suspected he was an informant at this point. It, I think it took him by surprise. I kind of think it did. I, I mean, I think we only went there because Caleb said it. Yeah. I... We, like, drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, because I don't... 
Yeah. We were really sad about Chick. We were sad that he did yeah. that. We, we thought that he'd set up... I think we were surprised because we thought he would easily set up Caleb, but he would never set up Dylan. I think he respected Dylan. And Dylan respected him, but mm -hmm. he did not respect Caleb, and Caleb did not respect him. And so when he was trying to get it to be Caleb, it was because he didn't really care. And then we were surprised that he would knowingly let Dylan go and get set up. But right. I don't think he did. I really don't. Oh, good. Watch it. Do your rewatch and tell me if you get that okay. back too. And that's a lot easier to swallow. And I got so mad all over again that they were owed 25000 and um, and Caleb took fifty. Uh-huh. That was... Oh, yeah. It still makes me mad. And then it made me mad that for the lungs, Emma only needed 20000 and Dylan gave them all 50000 Right. Give Chick back 25. <laughs> it just seemed so much more Dylan-like to only take what he was deserved. Right. But, you know, there is an out because Emma's dad did say he'll give him back what he didn't need. Right. You know, he's like, that's more than enough. I will, I will get back what we don't need and I'll pay you every cent back someday. And, you know, Dylan's like, I don't care about that. But he may if Chick comes back. <laughs> I hope Dylan and Chick can work things out. Yeah. Well, Dylan was not involved in the beating up of That's true. Chick. That's true. So. so I think right off the bat, he's not going to just come for Dylan's blood. Well, and it sounds weird to say, but Chick seems like a reasonable guy. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to, yeah. I mean, it is totally different if he really did set them up to be killed. Right. But he seemed surprised, and he was wondering where his money or his guns were, and they're like, there aren't any. Right. You know, <laughs> they didn't give us any money. They just took it all. I just, yeah. Sweet. Ooh, can't see what. Can't wait to see what happens in that little plot. Yeah, and for once, this like any sort of drug running, all of that is interesting. It is. Yeah. It was really interesting this time. I had one more thought about the season. That I don't know. I, this is one of those I don't know if I had it at the time, but in Norma Louise, when she goes to Caleb. And knocks on his door and sees him. And she looks so hurt. She turns into a little girl, her face. Mm -hmm. It's like all of that hurt. It just, it struck me this time. And hopefully I'm not just feeling like I'm reinventing the wheel that I already did this. <laughs> so <laughs> stick with me if I already did. <laughs> I really don't remember... When he, okay, so are we pretty clear? I mean, even though they were brother and sister, they had consensual sex for a long time, and then she figured out it was wrong, and he flipped out and raped her. Yes. I don't know how consensual I would call it, but. Well, it's hard to say that when you're talking about a brother and sister a and, and a younger yeah. 
girl and an older brother. But I would say... As consensual as... Can be. You can comfortably call it. Right. I believe they did. And then there was a rape, yes. Yeah, she was still being raped the whole time because right. she's a minor. Right, blah, right, right. Blah, blah. Gotcha. And, but in her mind and her upbringing and whatever was going on with those two, they were, they depended on each other so much and they were closer than a brother and sister and they only had each other. Their home life was so horrible and apparently they didn't know it was weird until she came home from high school hearing it was. <laughs> yep. We'll just ignore that. Yep. And move on. Anyway, his raping of her, it must have been horrible. It really did something to her. And that's just very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And it was so interesting to me this time around. And he knew it. I mean, he just breaks down and sobs how sorry he is. And every time her name is mentioned in this whole season, his eyes get watery. He feels horrible. He did a horrible thing. I mean, it all seems horrible to us. But in her eyes, this raping was like the ultimate betrayal. And it must have been ugly and horrible. Ugh. And it just struck me this time around. And when she faces him and he's saying she, he's sorry, she has got this little girl hurt on her face and it is heartbreaking. Oh, it is amazing. Oh, I just saw it on a whole new level. I think. <laughs> Do you remember me saying any of this? No, I remember okay. us. <laughs> Hopefully this is new material. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. I remember we did discuss it went from one thing yeah. to where there was definitely what you would call a rape rape, you know. Yeah. So it just struck me how horrible it must have really been. Yeah. It must have been really violent and just such a betrayal to her and she has never gotten over it. Oof. That's so sad. I hope we don't get any flashbacks of it. Uh, I hope yeah. we can just... I hope Chick Kills Caleb, scene one, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> he and Dylan are bros. <laughs> yes. and we see montages of Dylan and Chick <laughs> growing some weed. Eating board jerky. Eating jerky. <laughs> Looking at the lake, skipping rocks. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Queens, you're my best friend. Just <laughs> Dylan's trying to get Chick to dress better. He comes walking out of the <laughs> fitting room. <laughs> and like a Dylan outfit. <laughs> Well, there's got to be a lot that missed, you know, like he walks out and they're like, nope. He, he shrugs his shoulders, okay. Goes back in. He comes in with the jacket just like Dylan's yes. and jeans. And they're both like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Lucy who's with That's us true. for season four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so... Uh, Dylan and Emma? <sighs> well, it's going to happen. It's already happened. It's already happened. Mm. Uh, I don't get the vibe that Norman's going to have a huge problem. I think Norman is in normal land now. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spent much of last season worrying about how Norman is going to handle Dilemma. Right. <laughs> I don't think, I think he, he's too full of Norma right now. I don't think he's <laughs> he's gonna, broken. Yeah, I don't think he's going to care. I don't either. There might be an initial, what? You know. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it being an issue. I really don't. I th- I think I think Emma and Dylan are going to be able to, to be together and, and have a a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be awesome. Well, for one thing, she's on her way to get her lungs, so we might not even see her for a little while. Yeah, that's a very... I don't know. It makes me want to look up IMBD and see if she's yeah. listed, like, in all the episodes. Don't do it. Don't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Why not it even could, be... It could totally go either way with Emma this season. That's... Yeah. Another interesting, what are they going to do? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. It's exciting. It is. Well, should we call it? Yeah, let's call it. All right. Well, that is our... Normero extravaganza. I hope it was exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Our Normero plus a little season four wish list stuff predictions. Yeah. But if you want to email us yours, send them to yesmother at Mm gmail.com and we'll Read them. We're planning on doing kind of the same thing that we did for season three. Is we're gonna record. Let's see. It's gonna air on Mondays. We're gonna record the podcast on Wednesdays so that M can get them out before the next one airs. Right. Yeah, I know we did them in the mornings mm-hmm. last year, and I think I worked on them that night and usually got them out. Thursday midday-ish. Yeah, I think I... I think I really worked hard to get them out quick. And I think for this season, I think I was able to pull every Wednesday off but one of them. Oh, okay. So we can record. So we do daytime ones again. And that one I'm not too worried about. I can probably do some finagling and get that one off. For the one that we'd have Allie or whatever her name is? Uh, what are you talking about? I just remember during... Oh, you have them all but one. Yeah, I was able to get all the Wednesdays off, except one of them. But I don't think that's, like, till April, so... And we may switch things around for 
that one, though, we might have a guest. Right. It might have to be a night one or something, which is fine, too. But so. So, yeah. Join our Facebook. It's Yes Mother on Facebook, and we have a lot of fun. We'll start talking about baits again here soon. Yep. We already have a little bit. Yep. And, yeah. We're looking forward to this season. We're looking forward to it like no other. Yep. No other time before, I think. It just, the show gets better every season. Totally. And if this season's better than last season, they're going to really pull off a yeah amazing season. <laughs> It'll be a feat because yeah, season three was... I don't have many complaints. I didn't like The Professor all that much, and doing the rewatch where I've watched the first four, I'm like, ugh, I still don't like The Professor. Yeah, you, I don't know, you were... He's buggy. He He bugged you more than he bugged me, but... I mean, he was terrible. But <laughs> yeah. And he was, I don't know. I don't find his intrusive questions as awful as you do. Because I feel like sometimes when you really see someone and you suspect that they're hurting, I think sometimes it takes really getting, wheedling in there. True. To get someone to open up, and That's they kind of need it and want it, and I think That's true. kind of gambled and thought that that was the case, and it kind of was. She did open up, and boy, that was detrimental to both of them, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he had to crawl into his house. <laughs> so okay, it was it was really detrimental to. Bob Parasol. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. We'll get our hotel and B&B running. Yeah, we ordered new comforters. Norma <laughs> said it was an extravagance. <laughs> we did it anyways. <laughs> the pool's not finished. <laughs> it's, it's deep. We put it a really high diving board. <laughs> It'll be ready soon. <laughs> we just went with it. <laughs> the pit was dug. Why not? <laughs> Why not a small 23D <laughs> Why not, we say? It's not weird. It's not weird. Make sure your kids wear a life vest. <laughs> <laughs> it's our only rule. <laughs> all right okay so i watched all the deleted scenes from the dvd set and i thought we could just kind of go through them i didn't write them all down because there were quite a few and a lot of them were very incidental okay um <clears throat> like we have like uh we have dylan dropping caleb off with his with his hose um, to go fix his car, and and mm. Dylan's pretty cold. Just kind of drives off. Good luck, you know. <laughs> right. And Caleb's looking all hurt. Ah, uh, there's a scene where Norman. It looks like he's. I'm hoping he's not in Norma's room. It looks like he's in the hotel, and he is in a bathroom mirror, and he's got. 
he's holding what I'm guessing is Annika's lingerie. <laughs> it's like this uh, really see-through corset black thing. You know the kind that like shape the body when it's not even on? Right. And he's holding it in front of the mirror, kind of in front of him, but he's kind of like fondling it. <laughs> he's all trancy and fondling it. And then he like just like kind of grabs it to himself and looks really trancy and is like squeezing it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Was that I'm, used in the commercial? That sounds a little familiar. You know, I was I just thinking know. that too. Like, Maybe was that in like one of the previews or trailers for season three? Could have been. I don't remember. Huh. Um. Oh, okay. And then after he is peeped at her, and so I'm guess you know what? These kind of go in order. So I think that happened before he even peeped at her hmm. in the shower. I wonder when he would have done that. I don't know. It's the only time he was in his room was when he changed those light bulbs. Well, he she was not there, so. She yeah. kind of checked in and took off. And he had a weird Norman time moment <laughs> of sorts. Yeah, maybe. That's, maybe it was a fantasy. Hmm. It's kind of weird they didn't have a a little brief scene of him entering the room or right, saying right. that. Yeah, no, there wasn't. I wonder if it was after he like got home driving her Porsche back to the hotel. What hell? You don't think it was Bradley's? You think it was Annika? Because he was in the room with Bradley quite a bit. No, it was um, it was the second deleted scene on the disc. So it was either the first episode. It was probably the first episode. I think I think they gave her her room keys and she went off to her, her room herself. She wasn't escorted there by Norman. I don't think. Uh uh-uh. uh Well, he used his manager status to get in there. When she was gone at some point. (laughs) He put his jacket on and his blazer. Yeah, and if we can believe the uh, direction, like the way that they were shown, is that it was before he peeped at her. Because, no, way before Bradley. It It was before he peeped at her and Norman caught her. Mm. In the mm-hmm. little raincoat thing she was wearing, the little hat. <laughs> the grandma, the grandma plastic hat. <laughs> yes. Um, because the next scene, is... oh, that's the first episode. It's the first episode because Norma's crying in her room over her mom, and it was after she caught him peeping. And Norman is sitting listening to it in his room in his rocking chair, mm-hmm. just with kind of a weird look on his face. It looks kind of trancy because it shows him finally, like, get up and then walk into Norma's room. And that's what we've seen is him being like, Mom, what's wrong? And then he tries to explain why right. he was peeping, you know, that he didn't do anything or whatever. I don't remember what he says. And she's like, I'm not crying about that. It's because my mom died. I'm staying here because I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> You silly woman. Yeah. Move over. <laughs> I love those two. <laughs> I really am mourning the loss of that yes. relationship. That is one thing that we talked about 
Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, we did talk about that because that doesn't look like it's going to be around much anymore. And it wasn't around much just the first couple episodes. Yeah. Of last season. Yeah. He might have some fun moments with Head Norma, though. True. That's my prediction. That's true. They're going to be very close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we have Chick seeing the dead dog, which I talked about this. <laughs> we like had this weird moment. <laughs> I don't know I'll, if I'm going to put this before or after we talk about it, <laughs> but I'll probably do these at the end. Um. So I was like, how did we all miss that Chick sees the dead dog? And then I'm like, oh, it's because I watched that one disc of deleted seats before we recorded, and I didn't watch any of the others. So, right, it shows the dead dog on the ground. It shows Chick walking up to it, looking at it, and then getting a strange look on his face. And then you see him kind of step over it, and you can tell that he's heading over to their place, whistling for his dog. So that's, yeah. So uh, what, I don't know if that answers the question if it really was his dog or not, but yeah, he, well, he could have just come up with the scheme, ooh, a dead dog, I'm going to... Yeah, I, I think that, that answers it. Yeah. They could have played that tiny little scene and solved a lot of trouble for me. <laughs> well, he did say that he didn't have a dog, so you I kind know, of... but I had trouble with that explanation. Yeah. But this helped a lot that he saw it and was like, oh, I'm going to mess with these guys and see what they're about. Um, yeah, it would have been helpful if they added that. They could have cut Caleb singing "Smoke on the Water." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's probably was a but, contractual obligation. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I want to sing "Smoke on the Water." I'm really good. At I'm it, really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then on the night, Annika comes to the hotel and dies um norman's up in her room and she's just she's in front of her mirror just in her bra so i think it's right after she pulled out the chip Mm -hmm. and she hears like a knock and she puts her robe back on and it's dylan and he just kind of he's like he just basically asks her norman wasn't anywhere near her when she died right like he's just you know Face-to-face, me and Norma, (laughs) was he anywhere around? Mm. Just trying to get a straight answer, and she says no. And he's like, okay. So I think he just wanted to make that clear. (laughs) Um, And then, okay, so I think in that episode, Norman kind of blows up. And I just listened to our podcast about it, so I... We were. I was just listening to that this afternoon when he goes crazy on Emma, and has that weird conversation about his mother and how frustrated he is. Mm-hmm. And Emma's like, "Whoa, what's your what's your weird deal?" That's kind of her first taste of Norman like that. Mm-hmm. She couldn't get any really reasonable things out of him. Um, where he's the conversation where he's like, "You don't know what it's like to have someone." accusing you or thinking you've done something okay yeah and this is before the night she spends taking care of him with right right um but it it obviously really upset her because she let's see norma's heading i think it's when norma's 
heading out to do the deal with Paris. I think that's the outfit. I'm trying to, like, figure out what these are from their outfits. But, um, so she catches Norma driving away and stops her, and she, um, she confronts her about, she, okay, so she tells her that she knew that, um, Norma had tried to, had told her not to have sex with, had told Norman not to have sex with her. You remember how upset mm. she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then she says, I just wanted you to know that I'm starting to understand that there might be things going on with Norman that I didn't know about. And she looks really upset about that. And, and uh, Norma's pretty funny. She's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> guarded but yeah maybe you shouldn't go out with him and she Emma kind of concedes that okay I kind of am getting that something's going on here that I don't know about and it scares me and Norma agrees and she's in a huge hurry to go and and then she confronts her that I can take care of myself you know she kind of goes off on that aspect that had bothered her in that little cabin that Mm mm-hmm I know about my illness. I know what I can and can't do, and I take it very seriously. Thank you very much, you know. And Emma's like kind of hyperventilating when Norma walks when Norma drives away. And... Well, there really should have been a scene where Emma confronted Norma about yeah. that. Yeah, I. Yeah, they. That I was agree. Too bad they cut it out. It was interesting. It was good for Emma to have done that, and I thought it was interesting because there's more deleted scenes we'll get to in a minute of from that night that she's really thinking about their relationship and she's really, I mean, you would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't really, I, I don't, I haven't gotten to, to the, that part of the season yet on my rewatch, but I, you really, uh, ha, didn't, I don't recall seeing uh, enough of Emma kind of working her way through all that and making her decision you know, uh, with Norman. I, I don't recall. There they being filmed it. That. They wrote it and okay. filmed it. They just cut it out. Oh, poor Olivia Cook. <laughs> you know, it's that. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that's what <laughs> Head Harold's. <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing Emma's dress. <laughs> She wears to the office that much. <laughs> you think it's the blue dress, Harold? <laughs> it's the purple one. Um, oh, so we get a great scene of Norma and Alex walking out of the deal. And she goes, well, that went pretty well, don't you think? <laughs> And he goes, yeah, if your goal was to hit a hornet's nest with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) And she's kind of like, what does that mean, you know? And she's like, where? Oh, she asks him, why did you go with me then? And he's like, frankly, Norma, because I feel like you're becoming kind of unhinged. Hmm. And she said that she, she said something funny, like she's totally hinged or. (laughs) <laughs> she made a, it was a total Norma like <laughs> I'm as keen as I need to be <laughs> <laughs> so they have a little moment out there and I didn't write it all down but he 
did say that she was she was a little unhinged that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then oh, and then we are, we're at Norma Louise. There's a scene of Bob Paris um, being called by the the Don Henley guy, the David <laughs> David Henley, <laughs> 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 and you can. He's calling her and kind of he's calling him and kind of giving him a little update on what Norma's up to and you can it's just funny because he's in frame but in um, past frame on the couch are two girls making out in lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in his suit and tie. <laughs> it's just what he does for fun. <laughs> um. Oh, but the, that's Bob. Yes, Bob Paris. Okay, because okay, okay, see that's another one that I would have liked to have seen because you have that that uh, first scene in the Arcanum Club and you never really have too much of a follow up on that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it sounds like just casually at night he just <laughs> hires two girls to make out and he watches. <laughs> see, if you're gonna put that in, you should just have 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 more of that. You know, that's that's what Bob Paris does. Yeah, it was a good it was a good little character moment for him too bad these episodes need to be a little longer or maybe do 11 something I like the way they structure it but they do have to take out some good stuff yeah yeah but it's just that's just one of these little things though because the Arcanum Club you never really see too much of that and you never see no any, any other of these uh, sex parties or what Bob Paris is about except for that one little glimpse through the window mm-hmm well again they filmed it they just cut it out <laughs> You hear a little bit about it when Romero's well, and... talking to that one that couldn't you, do the threesome. Right. You you know if you, if you write it and and you put it in there at the beginning, there, there's maybe a reason for it, or maybe it right. changes character, or that's what he's trying to protect, or something like that. And, right. And instead, it just it doesn't seem to quite fit in with. He's a you know a business guy. He has the, the weed business, and he's you know handling everyone's money or whatever. What does that have to do with the, uh, you know, the the sexy shenanigans or whatever at the Arcanum Club? Right. Uh, beyond the fact that it brings Annika and her, and her friend uh, into his orbit, but yeah, it just would be nice to tie that up a little bit. It just, we've only taken a couple of scenes. Yeah. To just it show just that develops his character. character. Yeah. That's why I liked it because they didn't even mention it. It was just there, and you just got a little glimpse of another little glimpse of Bob and his. I don't know, Romero calls him as, you know, I'm not judging your sex parties, and, you know, he knows that that's what he does. So it's... Right. It's there. But I liked having it there and just not even mentioning it. It was funny. Um, we get Emma's walk with her extra oxygen tank up the stairs, and she's she's really struggling walking up there with that extra tank and I think it was to kind of show her weakening state because they Mm. you know it's funny because they bring it up in the season that her doctor said that her capacity has gone down a lot but you see her hiking with Norma you see her doing all this stuff you see her dad complaining but you don't really see it really affecting her right right not as much as it sounds like they'd want it to to where she has to get her lung transplant at the end of the season. Yeah, so that's another thing that 
in retrospect, seems like it was missing. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the season, yeah. It would have been good to have had a few little, just a few glimpses of her dealing, dealing with her illness and uh, mm-hmm. worsening condition. Yep. Okay, hold on, guys. We've got, now we're at the, uh, the scene with, where we're at the night where Dylan and, and, uh, Emma are hanging out. And she's, she's sitting in the rocking chair watching Norman sleep. And Dylan comes in and brings her a sandwich. Oh, they got a sandwich scene in the middle of the night. A sandwich. Explain that. Now that has to be crucial. (laughs) Come on. Can you make out what kind of sandwich? It looked like your average cold cuts. Mm. They have a nice big knife to slice it. There was no knife. He brought it up all sliced. No, it wasn't sliced. It was full. No slice. Mm-hmm. Is that relevant? <laughs> I know the big knife to slices, but when it's we, not, when it's whole. We just haven't had those good Psycho 2 uh, slicing scenes. No. <laughs> In this show. They haven't carried it over. <laughs> but right into Carrie Aaron right away. <laughs> um. And she... I, I noticed the sandwich because, sorry, I'm, when yeah. um, to prepare, I did very little pre- preparation for the Norm Merrill one, but I did watch the very first episode of season one because I wanted, I couldn't remember how they met, like their first meeting. And yeah. if Harold listened to the whole thing, I put it in the outtakes at the very end. Oh, did you? Well, I didn't mention this, mm-hmm. that... Um, and when, like, right after Norman's father, when he discovers that his father's dead, I think, and he goes and lays down in his room, it shows him a little bit later, and there's a sandwich next to his bed, so Norman brought him a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we were quite on sandwich watch at that point. <laughs> but I, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the first episode. There from the beginning. There, yep. <laughs> it's tied in inextricably to the first kill. <laughs> it wouldn't be right if it wasn't. I wonder if Dijon Mustard played into it. <laughs> Just plopped on the lettuce. <laughs> Just plopped. I know. When in my rewatch, I... Had to have a little giggle about that. We were so scandalized. Oh, I hated it the second time, too. I wonder if that's like an English thing that... uh, (laughs) Maybe. He didn't realize that in America we put on the bread. (laughs) I think it was more just prop. (laughs) Just the ridiculousness of making sandwiches the day before. Anyway, just scandalized. I know. Oh, lettuce. Soggy bread. Okay. Okay, so when he brings her the sandwich, she kind of, she puts it, she's like, I'll eat it later. And she puts it down. And that's another thing, they never eat the sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) That's something to explore. (laughs) Well, Marion Crane ate it with her fingers. (laughs) She nibbled at it. Nibbled. (laughs) Okay, so she kind of 
is lost in her own thoughts about those two. And I think she just kind of, I don't, I didn't write it down, but she just kind of opens her thoughts up to Dylan about second thoughts about Norman and, you know, kind of an extension of what she told Norma, but she's even seen more stuff now. (laughs) She's like, I can't unsee something. (laughs) (laughs) I want my mother. I want my mother. (laughs) And Dylan obviously feels so bad. And he's like, don't, He's like, I wouldn't, I think he says, like, I wouldn't use tonight to, like, make any decisions about your relationship. <laughs> and I'm like, I think this is a great night. I think this is the night to make that decision. <laughs> Before it gets too far, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then he says. He goes, you kind of saved my life tonight. It was cute. Oh. It was kind of sparky. The beginning of the dilemma sparks. Well, I think that was when he was getting the phlegm out of her chest. <laughs> <laughs> True. That was a cute little thing. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, and then there's... Do you remember that little scene? It's probably been a while. You see a flashback of Norma and Caleb sitting under the porch while their parents argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a extended version of it where you can kind of see their feet, and then you can see her dad knock, like, knock her out almost. Ugh. And she goes to the ground, the sidewalk, and she sees her kids, and they see her, and it's like, they all kind of freeze and then she just she's really pretty too you get to see her face the mom yeah she looks really pretty and like well kept like she was one of those crazy people that still looked really nice you know she wasn't like in a basement with cats or anything You didn't have toenails that you could <laughs> climb ice walls with. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> and huh. she kind of looks at them and they all just kind of freeze. And then she just gets up and walks away. No one says anything. And he's already gone, the dad. So it was kind of a weird moment. They all oh. are like, no one talk about anything. <laughs> yes, that just happened. <laughs> yep. And then there's a scene of Norma at the bar where she meets that stupid guy. Uh-huh. And he talks her into singing karaoke. And I was all excited, but it fades to black while she walks up on stage. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But he told her that he'd buy her drinks all night if she gets up and sings. And she's very hesitant, but he finally talks her into it. Um, oh, there's a great scene just a really quick of Norma and <laughs> and Dylan and and Norma did I say them all? Did I say Norma twice? Anyway, of the three of them driving to Caleb's and uh-huh. both of the boys are like I think Norma asks why they have to go and that they don't want to go and she just yells, We are not turning the hell around. We are talking to my brother <laughs> She yells it just like she was yelling in the bedroom, just <laughs> full force yelling. It's so funny. And you just see both their faces are like, dang it, we should 
Why did we talk? <laughs> <laughs> Told you not to say anything. <laughs> Why does she have the scarf? Don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and another really interesting scene where this is when Professor Boring comes to the house and he goes down into the basement to talk to Norman. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember it ends with her like pulling him inside? He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And she's like, or he's like, maybe sometime. And she's like, great. <laughs> it's like right now. Yeah, yeah. So she pulls him in and he talks about, he's like, this isn't a good idea. Um, we are, you know, I could lose my license for this. Um, it's. I don't remember. He he talks about how they crossed a line and now he should not practice psychology on her family. And she starts, she talks him into it by kissing him. Oh, really? Yeah. She like totally turns it on like this big, like I was kind of saying, she like uses her feminine yep. wiles yeah. to get men to do stuff. And she yep. totally just flipped it right on and wow. talked him into it. And he's like, okay, all right. <laughs> So that was interesting. Um, oh, and then there's a little scene of Caleb and Dylan driving home from the gun run. And, you know, in my rewatch, I was I was impressed again how Caleb really saved the day there. <laughs> yeah. You know, he had hidden that gun and Dylan was right about to be shot and he grabbed the gun and killed him. He saved Dylan's life big time. And he did. It just kind of shows Dylan looking out the window in the rain, and he goes, I don't want you to leave, Dad. And oh. Caleb says, then I'm not leaving. And it kind of added a lot of weight to when he does leave, and Dylan's so mad at him. Hmm. He leaves him this terrible voicemail. Anyway, it was interesting, because... They kind of had a moment, and you could see that Dylan was really touched by what had happened. And... Huh. Interesting. And yeah, Caleb they really, promised they really not to leave. That scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't quite feel the weight when Caleb left, you know? Mm -hmm. So so that would have uh, really, you know, made it a lot more powerful. Yep. <clears throat> And then we get a scene of right after Caleb has beat up Chick, mm -hmm. we get the scene of him getting the money. And so after he beats him up and he's walking around, he he gets a gun pulled on him by Chick's wife. Oh. So we get a Chick's wife scene. And she's like Russian. I think it was Russian. Huh. Just oh. judging from her accent. Oh, interesting. And she she begs him. She's like... She begs, she's like, I have nowhere to go. I've got my son. She's like freaked out. And he's like, where's your stash? And so she shows him and they go to like this little trap door in the barn or something. And he pulls out all the sacks of money and he gives her one of them. And he's like, take your boy right now and leave. Because she's like panicking. She has nowhere to go. Like she's scared. She's scared of Chick or something. I don't know if she's been scared of Chick or what's been going on. But. It sounds like he talked her into just taking the son and taking that money and taking off. And then, so he goes, 
they both go, and then you see it kind of, the camera pans out, and you see Chick laying on the ground, and his eyes are open, and he's blinking. It's like he's he heard the whole thing, which could add a lot more weight to Chick coming back this next season. Yeah. Like he's, if his wife took off with the son, he could, it could be way more than about money. Right. Because I think it was kind of pointed that he heard hmm. that exchange. Interesting. So do you th- do you think he was scared of the guys that like pulled the guns on Dylan and Caleb? It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear if she was afraid of that or if she's been afraid of Chick. I don't know. Well, now you get to the classic question: if it if it didn't actually appear in the series, did it actually yeah. happen? <laughs> if they felt it was fine to take out, right? It may it may be erased. I don't know. That actress, she's probably like, I had one scene. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> huh? Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if they're just going to drop that whole storyline or reshoot it or something to do something else. I don't know. If they were going to do that, you'd think they wouldn't add it to the deleted scenes. Then. Right, right. Because, I mean, that means that Chick's lost his money plus his wife and child. Mm-hmm. We could have a really pissed off Chick. Yeah. We thought we would anyway. We thought we would anyway just because of the money. Huh. That's very interesting. I hope they do something with that. He is coming back next season, do we know? I think we heard right after the season ended, yeah. I th- yeah. I think we confirmed it. Sue and I are kind of staying away from all of that. But yeah, so am I. I do remember knowing that he's coming back. And we were glad to know that they're going to not just drop that whole storyline, because that has some promise and interest. I mean, he took off with all their money. Yeah, it's pretty his huge money. that, yeah, he took off with twice as much as he was promised to be paid in the first And Caleb place. disappeared. I have no idea if Kenny Johnson's coming back. Well, they left it open because doesn't isn't one of the very final scenes that you see him just kind of camping? Like, yeah. was, he, was he a series regular last season? Or was he just a guest star? I think he was a guest star. I think he was a guest star. Yeah, he was a guest star. So, I mean, who knows? It's I guess it's possible he may just come in for one or two episodes. Yeah. Or they, they might just save him for season five. Yeah. They may. They really did leave it open either way. They could have him be disappeared and have Dylan have to deal with everything. Or mm-hmm. who knows? I was really upset about all that that money business that they took more than they were owed by Chick. I was so pissed at that. I was too. I still am. That is just yep. I'm, that's just asking for trouble. Well, and then he leaves Dylan with it. So yeah, and, and leaves. Dylan gave it to Emma's dad. All of it. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way they're dropping that. I still kind of feel like Norman's going to kill him anyway, you know, which which may result in all Caleb. sorts of complications for everyone else. You think he's going to kill Caleb? Yeah. 
Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. They keep leaving him really hating him, you know. That's mm-hmm. that's a big sore spot with Norman, <laughs> is Caleb. I think it, it would make a lot of sense for him to kill him, just for, like, his mother's honor or whatever. Um, so the next scene switches gears. We see, we see Norm, um, not Norma, we see Romero ignoring Norma's calls, like she's been calling him all day. Uh, This is when she goes to the police station and says, how come you're not answering my calls? Yes. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) The third grade girl line. Yes. So we actually see him ignoring her calls. And then you see her leave him a message. And she, I wrote it down. She says, I know shit about you. I will put us all in the grave if I have to. God, I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, I hate you first. <laughs> and then she hangs up, gets a look on her face, grabs her purse, and takes off. And I know she's heading she's out heading to this. She's like... Oh, she's heading to the station. Heading to the station. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like the epitome of a deleted scene. It, it's <laughs> fun to watch, but yeah. not necessary at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. That one was okay, to, but it was fun. Yeah. It was a nice little voicemail. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> then the last one I wrote down was Caleb getting Dylan's message. Okay, so Caleb, you know, Dylan left him a really nasty message when he took off and left him just his guitar. Right. Now we know why he was so upset about that. And (laughs) Caleb listens to it, and then he calls him, and I didn't write it down. It must not have been too important, but it was awkward and kind of father-son-y awkwardness Mm -hmm. that he's leaving anyway. That he just kind of has to. And that's it. Interesting. It seems like you and I were a little confused about how upset Dylan was at we were. him leaving. You know, this time I had a lot softer heart for Caleb. My first watch, we were just... He's the worst. I don't know. He... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe I just kind of got his point of view a little more. So, I saw him trying harder. Instead of, you know, for a while we thought he was, especially you, Sue, you thought he was, had a big scheme to take Dylan for all he had. Yep. And that was nowhere near what he, you know, he was totally sincere. He's just stupid. Yep. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I just saw him a little bit. I would say I understand him more, but doesn't make me like him anymore. Fair enough. You know. Oh, man. Did I talk about that? Oh, yeah, I did. Just their scene at the end of Norma Louise and how Norma just gets such a sad little look on her face. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a really sad scene. It made me cry this time. Oh. I don't think it ever had before. 
They broke my heart. <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching those. And what are you looking forward to the most in coming up in season four, Harold? Well, I think, like I said the other night, uh, I think this is the time where it has to, uh, you know, everything has to ramp up and Ramiro mm-hmm. has to realize the full extent of what's going on with uh, Norman. Um, mm-hmm. or, or we have to realize that and maybe he starts making a case and then the pressure has to start ramping up on everything kind of, uh, you know, coming together. Maybe, maybe if, uh, you know, Ramiro and Norma get together and then Norman goes berserk over that. And, uh, you know, maybe then again with Caleb coming back to town, you can see how things all of a sudden, uh, could be a domino of, of Norman really going nuts. Right. And, Plus, they're probably going to find Bradley sometime this season. Yeah, you would think that's probably going to happen within the first couple of episodes. Right. Um, and, of course, then Dylan's going to realize the connection. Right. Uh, so I, I just see things kind of ramping up, and then we, we have this last season uh, where I would imagine Norman would be the Norman Bates that we know from the movie. Uh, the only question, well, the biggest question I have is, you know, when you turn this into a television show, you know, now it's, you know, Bates Motel, the TV series, and can't be the same show if, if Norman kills Emma or Dylan, you know, Norma or Ramirez kills the entire cast. And all we have left is Norman and head Norma and whatever, <laughs> head Dylan or, you know, uh, <laughs> What, what is it going to be the same show? That's that's a, you know uh, right. There's actually, I, assuming the movie is can, the movie is canon, which I'm not sure that it is, but Norma is the only one uh, who would have to be killed um, because you know the, the the I don't remember the name of the person that, that his mom was with, but it wasn't the sheriff. Um, it was Chet. The movie. Chet. <laughs> yeah. So someone else, and there, there's no Dylan, there's no Emma. So, but it's it's hard to imagine that uh, at least someone else of our main cast isn't going to be a victim of of Norman. Right. Yeah. It's we like. I mean, I would like to think that Dylan and Emma get married and live happily ever after, just like across the country, so they have no idea. <laughs> But I don't think so. I don't see that happening. <laughs> it seems like they're all going to have to die. I, I guess it might make it, you know, is it ironic? Is that the word where if, if Emma got uh, cured of her lung disease and only to be killed by Norman? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. We joked about that last season, like she gets her... <laughs> Her transplant successful, and then she gets killed in a car accident on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and survives being Norman's girlfriend. Yes, yeah, she survives being Norman's <laughs> girlfriend, has a leg transplant, and then dies in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I wonder if we're gonna lose. I mean, so far Norman's kills have been. It just seems like it's time that someone big is he's is going to be his victim, like like Caleb or Emma or Dylan, you know. 
Yeah, that would be a major turning point. Yeah. Yeah, then... they've been copying out, you know, Blair Watson, Bradley. No one liked Bradley. <laughs> yeah, Cody's dad. Cody's dad. Well, it's been easy so far for, like, Norma to, to then just kind of shush it, you know? Because yep. it, it wasn't her son, you know, getting killed, or it wasn't Emma, you know? It, it was someone she doesn't really know or care about or who she thinks is some sex crazed teenager or something like right. that who you know so except her husband <laughs> he yeah. did kill him. <laughs> he was a jerk too though yeah, yeah. he was a jerk too so um yeah and so it, it yeah. would put pressure on people if, if they actually had to make a hard decision about norman yeah and it would put a lot of pressure on romero because i mean he has covered a lot for this family already how far is he willing to go you know but well to the extent he's covered for norman though it's always been situations where it seems like it's self-defense or something like that yeah but he he's covered for himself quite a bit yeah that's true he's done some pretty big murders he out and out murdered marcus Uh mm-hmm but it'll be really interesting. I think it's really, like you said, it's got to ramp up this season because. Well, that brings up the point. Do you think Romero will ever suffer a consequence for just murdering whoever he feels like murdering? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I actually wondered that like today or yesterday thinking, what if wouldn't that be a weird twist if he like gets hauled to jail or something right, right. for killing Paris? That'd be weird. Or, you know. Marcus Young or Abernathy or whoever. (laughs) I mean, he left Marcus Young just right on Bob Paris' driveway. You know. Yeah. Abernathy he could get away with because he fell into the bay and was a, you know, criminal. Not that Bob Paris wasn't a criminal, but, you know, I don't know. I I don't think you get away with just shooting somebody. (laughs) <laughs> and not I don't reporting think so. it and letting their body go into the river. Not when your yeah. deputy is Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, he has murdered too. So he, I like it. I like that they've made him like a little bit crooked like that. Yeah. Because he can't get on his like, high horse around Norman too much because he's, no. you know, he's killed too. He has. I mean, Norma's like, uh, we talked about this, but he's like not house crazy killing, which is different. <laughs> right. But, you know, Norman is kind of out of his mind. Romero has all his wits about him. Right. When he kills. Yeah. So, on a different note, it's weird for me to imagine Norman poisoning his mother and Romero. Just the act of actually poisoning. I could see him a crime of passion with a knife being head Norma. But that's uh, a whole different, weird, kind of premeditated thing. With the yeah. I don't know. I can see him going there. Because, yeah, I can see him going there because it's his mom. I don't think he's going to want to stab his mom, you know. I don't know. 
And that's a way to get both of them at the same time. Because what's he going to do? Stab Norma and then turn around he, and stab he, Romero? Yeah, you could see where he could try and stab Romero and get beat up and right. have to come, come at uh, a different way. Yeah. Right. So. It's just a weird image. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I know. It's yeah. going to be so tragic. <laughs> oh, so. man. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Because, yeah, it's going to... Stuff's going to go down. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah, I just hope that they don't, you know, chicken out. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. You know, they don't get too attached to these characters. You know, I was listening to your podcast today, uh, you know, part one, and you were talking about how uh, Romero seemed like a totally different person or, or kind of a different character in episode one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, they, they fall in love with these characters and these actors and, and just hopefully, you know, they, they're not going to love them too much that they're going to just keep them going up until episode 50 or beyond. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him to make the hard choices and tell a good story. It's going to be tough, but I want him to do it. I, I think they're just they're going to have to. I, because you you just can't have a prequel to Psycho, not end with Norman killing his mom. You just well, I hope can't. they do something different that that we're, we're not expecting. Maybe go yeah. deviate from the story, but you know, and, and get there some other way. Get there some other way. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Yep. Fun. Fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. Well, all right. Okay. Well, gosh. Well, I, I gosh. I go and show my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> go show your ass. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Harold. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yep. Bye.
Hi. <laughs> oh, can you hear that? <laughs> Rob thinks he's being funny. <laughs> he's playing the like loudest, most obnoxious game in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was going to play it while I podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> he is singing songs to the music about, well, it was about Buffy and Angel thinking that's what we were doing, but I'm like, it's about Bates, so now it's about Norman. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> singing songs about Buffy and Angel. <laughs> 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 he just said, I know when I'm not wanted. So is this going to be released as like a separate podcast then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't I tell you I was going to split them up? And then we'd have just a Normero one. And No, not... This will be with all the stuff I took out of our Normero discussion. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. We just have done so many podcasts lately. I'm like, I <laughs> when I saw the Normero one post, I was like, what the bip? Already? <laughs> that was well, that was neat that you uh, went through all the, all the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was entertaining. I don't know. I was like, yeah, I like this. This I don't know if this will be interesting. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I got to watch them all, but just mm -hmm. to see it just laid out was kind of fun. Yeah, because I haven't gone back and watched uh, the whole show from the beginning, so that was good to hmm. get scene by scene with just those two. Yeah. Yeah, I've only listened to, I don't know, maybe through the season one scenes. But I could have just listened to how you put all those recordings of them together at the beginning. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> the whole podcast could have just been that, and I would have been happy. <laughs> well, you know, I'm like, I think I'll do it through an entire song. I think I thought it would be fun to have a lot, and then I did a lot, and I'm like, man, this is like two songs. So I really had to trim them down, and I was sad about it. Oh, it was. I liked it. It got me more excited. Good. I was hoping it would be good. I thought mm, this will either get people annoyed because it's so long, or it'll they'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Well, it's, it's great hearing those scenes. Yeah. Yeah, they just make me laugh because I could just picture. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just love Romero so much. <laughs> A Normero tweet got liked by someone named Horny Devil Sixty Nine. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they were proud of themselves when that Twitter handle was open. <laughs> I wonder if that was Annika's password. <laughs> the one Norma tried that we didn't get to see. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, guess what, Em? So remember when I bought, when we went to the Norman Rockwell thing? Mm-hmm. And I got, we went to the bookstore and I got those jelly beans. Oh, yeah. The, like, ones that taste like vomit and stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to bring them to Wyoming and we were going to play with them. What'd you do? <laughs> well, when my truck got broken into and my phone got stolen, they took off. <laughs> They were in my glove box. I can't believe it. <laughs> I just realized it today because I was thinking of things I needed to, like, weird stuff, you know, that I n- didn't want to forget and take to Wyoming. I was like, yeah, those jelly beans. So I go out to my oh, truck man. and they're gone. I'm like, oh, they I wish they were, they were marked, though, huh? I wish you had them out of the package so they just looked like regular jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> They were still in, like, the BYU bookstore bag, so oh. they just grabbed it, and I'm sure they're like, what the hell? Well, here's the deal. Scout and I were in the candy section of Harmon's just the other day, and they're called Bean Boozled, right? Yeah. yeah. They oh, had yeah. them there. Yeah. Jocelyn loves that. <laughs> oh, they have them? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah oh. it's a game. It's like you have to you have two that look the same. Right. And yeah. one turns out to be, like, one is blueberry and one is, is uh, barf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And Scout really wanted to play with them, so I bought them. I just bought, like, the refill. I didn't buy the game itself, but... We figured we could just play it without the actual game. Right, and we thought our brother Matt would be a fun one to play that with, and so I was like, hey, Scout, I'll... we're going to Wyoming in about a month, so I'll just I'll bring them then. And then someone stole them. But it's good to know Harmon's has them, so I'll get them there, because I was like, are you going to be at BYU anytime soon? <laughs> I'd much <laughs> rather go to Harmon's. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So okay, then I'll get some. But okay, yeah. If your Harmons doesn't have them, let me know. I'll swing by and grab some. Okay, cool. Thanks. I I just didn't want Scout because I'm sure that's going to be one of the first things she asks me. Oh yeah, I'm sure. She remembers little things like that. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we call spoiler? Because maybe we'll talk a little bit about the teaser trailer, the 45 second one. Okay. So, if you don't want to hear speculation on season four, drop off now, and we'll talk yeah. to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> We've seen some trailers, but we know virtually nothing. Nothing. But there is a flash because that that trailer is just kind of full of like little one one second flashes of a bunch of stuff. Right. And one of them, it does look like he's in a room, like a, like what you would expect a... Is that when he says, you're dead to me? No. Okay. It just shows a flash of it. And it looks like there's like an orderly or... I don't know. It just, it looks like he's in like an institution. We'll have to watch him more carefully. Well, and also, wonder... there's a flash of Norma pulling up to what looks like it could be a hospital type thing in huh. the in the Mercedes. 